0: Life of the Mind podcast. I'm Sherry Walsh, assistant head of Brookwood, and I'm here today with Anne Witz, um, who has come to talk to us today about great moral stories. Hi, Ann. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me. It's delightful to have you here. Um, Anne is um, a longtime parent and a um, BISPA officer, BISPA president, and um a new teacher at Brookwood. Do you want to talk a little bit about your background and what brings you to the teaching side? Sure. Well, it's great to be a part of the Brookwood
1: team. Um, as you mentioned, Sherry, I've been a Brookwood mom for Martha's fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So that's five years as a Brookwood mom. Nice. Um, and now I've joined the faculty full-time. Um, I started in education, gosh, about 20 years ago. Um, working with an inner-city outreach program. Oh, wow. And that's actually where I first started working with character education. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always been a passion of mine. Is it uh, a Catholic
0: outreach program? Or... Um,
1: it was a non-denominational outreach uh-huh. program. Um, working mostly with inner-city students from the public schools. Uh-huh. Um, a big academic component, but also developing character and leadership skills. Oh, wow. Um, so that was kind of my first, um, my first work in education. And then I kind of hung up that hat, um, stayed home full-time with my children, homeschooling on and off, each one of my kids at some point, mm-hmm. um, and then teaching in a local high school, um, teaching groups of homeschool families, and now I'm here at Brookwood full-time, and I'm very happy.
0: That is fantastic. Yeah, and we're delighted to have you. Everyone was so excited when you were hired. It was a good moment. Um So how did you then hear about the Virtues curriculum? Was that part of the outreach program? Yes. So I first discovered it
1: um, as we were looking for ways to talk about character education, Mm -hmm. um, finding a practical way to to approach it with the students. Mm -hmm.
0: And we should name the curriculum. Thank you.
1: Yes. So at Brookwood, it's called the Great Moral Stories Program, and it's developed on a program by Mary Beth Klee called Core Virtues and her method is to take the human virtues, um, where you have one each month, and you discuss it in a group setting, um, and you read stories. So her program goes from kindergarten through sixth grade, um, and we've developed it
0: here to include all of middle school and also mm-hmm. high school. Nice. And um, and so you've, um, and, and her collection of virtues comes from, so yep so there's the Aristotelian model of virtue we so we've got our four core virtues
1: of prudence, justice, fortitude and temperance mm-hmm. And so each of her human virtues each month um, kind of fall under that umbrella mm-hmm. and there for example one month we'll be studying justice um, So she takes this you know this Aristotelian idea of virtue um, and how it's played out in living lives, goal setting and then really seeing it from the perspective of Virtue being caught and not necessarily taught. Hmm. So each session begins with a discussion, mm-hmm. um, kind of getting a cerebral, um, contemplative idea of the virtue. Okay. Um, but then it's a practical application. Yeah. Um, we do that through goal setting, um, and then also really just through the, the through the telling of stories.
0: So goal setting, what does that look like? So it, the, when the virtue comes up for the month. Um, there's some, again, some um, kind of more abstract or intellectual underpinning. Mm -hmm. And then there's the practical application. Yes. So so their goal setting for the month, what do I think I might want to do? Right. Okay, that's
1: a great question. Thank you. Um, So that concept of the virtue is pretty bare bones. So it's a simple definition. Um, We call it a working definition Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes we challenge it. So it's like, here's the idea of respect and responsibility for September. Okay, Mm -hmm. we've got this idea for diligence, which we're working on right now in October. Which is brilliant. Which is great. I need it too. (laughs) Um, So we have these ideas really kind of brass tacks, short, easy to memorize. Um, And so that's that conceptual component. But then when we do the goal setting um, for the elementary students, we do it once a week. We have a chance to meet twice a week, but we only do the goal setting once a week. Um, middle school is goal-setting once a week, and high school is goal-setting once a month. Mm-hmm. The idea- is like keeping a journal? So in middle school, they keep a journal. Mm-hmm. In elementary school, they'll go home. It'll look familiar to the parents. Um, it's a goal sheet that they make okay. um, where we have the definition of our virtue. There's a question prompt. Mm-hmm. You know, It could be um, this week, for example, we're working on how can I live the virtue of diligence when I'm home doing my homework. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And So they think about it. We have a discussion about, okay, well you know, immediately, you know, somebody will say, eliminate distractions. And so it's like, okay, this is great. Yes, let's eliminate distractions. Let's try to be specific. Mm -hmm. Because there's something um, for you concrete, you know, that could be very distracting when you try to do your work. So depending on the age level, right, um, an obvious one that will come up will be, you know, the phone. Mm -hmm. If I have my phone out, and I'm getting messages from friends, then I'm not, it's going to be hard for me to maintain my focus on my work. Or with the younger kids, it might be, If I hear my siblings playing, Mm. I want to stop what I'm doing and go play with my siblings. Mm -hmm. And so based on these different challenges that come up, we try to come up with something that's attainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So it might be, okay, when it's time for me to do my homework, let me let my mom know and let me let my siblings know Mm -hmm. that I'll play with them for a little bit. And then I'm going to have my work time. Um, And then as soon as I'm done, it's that reward at the end, you know, play time with my siblings again. Um, so that's how the goal setting works. So again, it's that goal sheet that comes home for the elementary students that they Mm -hmm. set once a week, the middle schoolers, when we meet once a week, they have a little goal setting exercise that they put in their journals. And then for the high school students where we meet once a month, um, we again have that, you know, that kind of conceptual idea of the virtue Um, And then they'll have a goal-setting exercise to see how they
0: can implement it in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the storytelling is a little different at each age group group as well. Right. And so is the the goal-setting pretty granular? Like X number of times I will try to do this or like my habit is to try to do that? Right. Mm -hmm. So um, we're definitely trying to build good habits. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: We take it one step at a time. I remember early on when we were describing the goal-setting process. That it can be tempting to set some very grand goal. Mm -hmm. You know, I will never do this again, or I will always do.
0: And so we talk about and and especially if the story is inspiring, right? Right. So they do they read the story early also. I mean, so so for the elementary school students,
1: the way we do it is we have our discussion. So the concept of the virtue. We do our
0: goal-setting exercise, yeah. and then we read our story. Yeah, that's good. I think that if you read the story first, you would be all, you know, and you'd be inspired, but then yes. you would choose to do things that are unattainable, right? Yes. I think we've all had that Lent where oh, we were sure. going to set everything straight, right? And, yeah, and we know how that turns out. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean.
1: Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting to see, I'm thinking right now specifically the elementary school students, um, where in this discussion... You know, we'll fill the board with all these incredible ideas for goal setting. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a chance to see, you know, here are 50, not 50, here are 15, you know, great mm-hmm. goals that could work. And I could see some of them maybe working better for me in my particular struggles or some that sure. I don't even know what I would do with that goal. Right. Um, so it's, it's an interesting challenge to see students when they want to put five down mm-hmm. or they want to just sit there and fill their entire page with all the goals because they're all great ideas. Right. So really helping them to kind of dial back that enthusiasm, which is great, mm-hmm. but to kind of channel it towards one particular goal that they can try to try to achieve. Um, and I remember talking to them, you know, at one point drawing like a set of stairs on the board. Mm-hmm. And if we want to go from that bottom step, you know, what's the best way to get to the top? You know, we could try to leap over all the you know right. all the stairs and like yeah. you know go as quick as we can with all that enthusiasm straight to the top. But usually, what'll end up happening is we might stumble, we could lose everything we're trying to carry up the stairs, somebody might get hurt. So this idea that with these goals, it's something small that mm-hmm. they try to build on each week. Yeah. Um, so it's that stair step approach. Yeah. And what happens if, you know, we realize, you know, with the elementary students we have an opportunity to meet a second time. And right. I'll ask, how are the goals coming along? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can see that face and we've all had this moment where we've set a goal for ourselves and we realize oh, I haven't thought about that once since I set the goal, <laughs> and that that's okay. You know, we can right. always begin again today. Yeah. Um, or we might even recognize sometimes where we set this goal, we thought it was going to be great for us to work on, and then we've actually maybe taken two or three steps down. Ooh, yeah. Um, and that's okay. You know, let's maybe revisit the goal we set. Maybe it was a little too ambitious and we found that we got a little discouraged. Yeah. Um, or maybe we were working on something that maybe wasn't a priority, mm-hmm. and so we can kind of reevaluate and reassess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's true, too. I, w- I was thinking about the um, the high schoolers meeting once a month and how that would be different. But it's true that um, if you have a couple days go by, if you have a week go by, uh, there's the opportunity to check in and, um, and to sort of um, maybe reconfigure a goal right. or mo- you know sort of modify in order or maybe even make a goal more ambitious. Sort of like, I sure. achieved that. That's I think true. I can do a little bit more. Yes, yes. So I don't know. Um, and so you're then reading the stories with, um, the little kids mm-hmm. and then the stories are different. So it's like a story book, right? With yes. the little kids. So, so talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So the, so with the elementary program, so
1: it, because it's based on Mary Beth Clee's core virtues program, it serves as a great resource. Um, she's put together a whole list of children's books that fall under each virtue mm-hmm. Um, so some of them, you know, the William Bennett, the children's book of virtues Mm -hmm. and stories that come from there, um, or, you know, just, just a whole, and and I would really encourage parents actually, if they're interested, um, to check out her program because she's Mm -hmm. just going to give you a great book list. So she has a lot of different, um, you know, little short picture books to choose from, um, that illustrate the virtue and, and we don't, we try not to like, you know, beat a dead horse. When the story's Mm -hmm. over, there's that joy of reading the story and sharing that moment and so, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit, like, okay, so, you know, why do you think we read this book this month? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll pick it up and they'll say, oh, I can see, you know, diligence, you know, for this, that, the other. But we don't try to sit there and say, okay, why was diligence clearly the virtue that was demonstrated mm-hmm. in this book? We let this story really speak for itself. Yeah. Um, and then, so it's a little, like, light, a light touch there. Is that part of the caught rather than taught idea? Yeah, so that thank you for that, Sherry. So Socrates, there's a great... Um, a, a little tagline that Mary Beth Clee talks about a lot, the idea that virtue can be caught but not necessarily taught, mm-hmm. um, which is why we try to keep that um, kind of conceptual discussion pretty mm-hmm. short. Yeah. Um, we get to the very practical goal setting, mm-hmm. and then we go straight to the story, seeing characters that have lived the virtue well and demonstrated you right. know, best practices. And at times, characters that have struggled to live the virtue, and mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to see... Oh, this is what could happen, yeah. You, and you know, and and how to pick up the pieces afterwards. Okay. With middle oh, yeah. school, it's different. Um. So with middle school, it's what she calls the lives to learn from. Okay. Where it's stories of real people that have really lived um, in different points of history. So this is something that she's put together. Yes. Yeah, so she put this together for sixth grade, and mm-hmm. we we at Brookwood we've expanded it to include seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um. So we we get to hear about real people and the lives that they've lived and how. The virtue has either been heroically exemplified in their life, mm-hmm. or it's you know the story that I can relate to a lot better. Sometimes is <laughs> that everyday person yeah. who just you know day in and day out they they were practicing this virtue and struggling mm-hmm. with the virtue mm-hmm. at times, um, which is which is equally heroic even though it might not be right. as dramatic. Right. And then in high school, the storytelling is different again, where we do what's called a case study. Mm-hmm. So similar, you know, we have that intro discussion about the virtue, kind of walk through the definition. And we actually use the same definition, Mm -hmm. K through 12. So that at Brookwood, we are all speaking the same language. Um, So again, it's that short, sweet definition. Um, And then we do a case study of a girl in high school. um, And she's, you know, up, she's got a challenge or she's got a decision to make. And so we talk about how... You know, what we understand of the virtue can help her make a decision moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking of, you know, October where we are right now. So when I have met the with the high school team, um, it's the story of a girl who says, you know, how she began the year, you know, with these great ideas. And, you know, she was so excited to start the school year. And she's finding herself in a situation where she can't find her planner. She's already, she already has one or two assignments that are late. Right. She's got this big test coming up and she just, she doesn't know how she's going to get everything done. Mm-hmm. And so the question is like, what what can she do at this point? Mm-hmm. And so, so at that point, is there a stop and a discussion? Full stop. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a short little paragraph, mm-hmm. um, kind of setting the setting the stage for for the student and and you know what is she going to do, and then everybody shares the ideas. Well, you know, maybe she could you know, meet with an older sister who's, Mm -hmm. you know, and and to help, you know, set goals or, you know, maybe she can, you know, have a conversation with her mom. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I love, you know, all the different personalities come out, you know, don't give up hope. Right. You know, she needs to stay positive, you know, things can seem so bleak, you know, Mm -hmm. and so all these ideas will come up about, um, about what this girl should do. And I think it's helpful um, to make it this little case study, because then it's not too personal. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about, you know, this, this other per this fictitional person in the case study. Right. And so we're all trying to help her. Yeah. Um, so to kind of deflects that, you know, from getting too personal or, Oh no, I'm in that same boat or. Right.
0: Right. Um, the, I mean, the danger would be that it feels artificial in some way. True. So so no, that well yes. written. It's, right. You right. Know. That
1: could, that's very true. That. I was finding that good balance. Yeah, there. has that happened at all? So far, now, mm-hmm. um, so far, this the two case studies. So from September and October, so far they seem to have resonated with the girls pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, they could see it clearly, um, and then those that emote immediately, they're like, "Oh, this must be so hard for her." Mm-hmm. Those that immediately get into problem solving. Okay, well, yeah. what she needs to do is, yes. you know, this, that, the other, um, and then after we have a discussion and. I've been really happy um, with how forthcoming the girls have been mm-hmm. on each level, yeah. um, but with high school also, how they just, they're ready. Like, GMS comes, and they're ready to mm-hmm. go. Nice. Um, so they really are sharing a lot of good ideas. And then, so when we move into the goal setting part, where we do kind of point, you know, we point it towards ourselves and think, okay, so we've read this case study, we have this idea of what the virtue is, mm-hmm. now how can I live this? And we try to have it, we try to bring it to two fronts for the high schoolers. You know, how can I live this at home? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I live this here at Brookwood? Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about the Brookwood spirit. You know, how mm-hmm. how is how can diligence, or how is this idea of respect and
0: responsibility,
1: mm-hmm. how do I see that as part of the Brookwood spirit?
0: Yeah. I think it's really brave for the program to start with respect. Um, yeah. I know that I think, t- I think respect is controversial among sure. teenagers. Sure. Um, Especially the idea that, you know, I don't owe anybody any respect. I, they have to earn it. I mean, all of this right. sort of, like, nobody right. intrinsically comes with it. I mean, right. I, like I, I would disagree with those statements, <laughs> but, um, but I've heard them quite a bit. Right. I mean, not so much at Brookwood, actually, um, but I think that that's that's a thread that's out there in the teen mind. Sure. Um, so I, I wonder. Um, so that so that's brave. Um, is, was there? Um, so how did the the story go in uh, with respect and responsibility? Sure.
1: So with respect, I think it it did go really well. Um, it's being tied to responsibility, I think, is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're seeing, so respect is this idea of um, treating others with high regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about, you know, everybody has dignity by design. They were made good by God forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing can blot out that dignity. So we, we hold each other in high regard. And then, you know, I, it's helpful also working with the high schoolers Having oftentimes come just a few class periods beforehand, having been with the kindergartners oh. or the first graders, <laughs> it really diffuses that bomb. I think yeah. of like, okay, okay, is this going to get awkward, or are they going to are they going to react strongly against this idea of okay, now we're talking about respect? Yeah. When I share with them something that a kindergartner has said. yes, because then yes. they just kind of they see it through the eyes of a babe, mm-hmm. and usually you get this collective, oh, yeah. response. Yeah. So I remember one of the examples I can think of was this idea of like when we gather, you know, for a meal. And at Brookwood, you know, I know with the the lower school, the kindergartners and first graders don't get to see this, and and one of them was the student that had said this. But, you know, with the tablecloth at lunchtime, Mm -hmm. how it's really nice and different things. Yes. And so one of the the ideas that was shared was, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, showing respect at the table. Yeah. These different things. And one of the students says, you know, people talk a lot about, you know, being in your best behavior when you go out to a restaurant to eat. Well, if you think about it, when you go out to eat at a restaurant, you're at a special place. But when you're eating at home, you're with really special people, mm-hmm. and then all the seniors just go, "Oh, you know." So the yeah. having having these little stories to tell yeah. them that the younger ones are saying, mm-hmm. it kind of diffuses things a little bit. They see they see right through it. They can see the heart of what's trying to be yeah. trying to be shared, and then they'll expound on that. You know, mm-hmm. they'll say, "Okay, that's true." You know, when I'm having lunch with my friends, making sure that someone's not being left behind. Right. Like, "Oh, do you have plans for lunch?" You know, so mm-hmm. kind of building on yeah um, on what the children are saying and oftentimes they'll use it to kind of be icebreakers Mm -hmm. you know they're often very forthcoming but you know just these little ideas to help them to keep them thinking
0: yeah yeah and it sounds like a way to get everybody in the conversation as well yes so that that seems great and I, I like to um the the role of um the new lunch initiative in all of this <laughs> i think is great the tablecloths and the, the flowers i think that's beautiful um but i also um it also strikes me that being in a community where there's a kind of common language mm. of I and mean, it's a common language of catholicism but there's also a, a common language within the community like these sure. are the things we do these are the things we don't do this is how it works um, in a way that's actually more marked than in a lot of other places that I've worked. Mm. Um, I mean, I can see how this is successful, not only because of the thing itself, uh, but because of the sort of institutional agreement that this is so. And then the the vocabulary that we already have and the students already have to talk about it. So it seems in many ways just kind of like the next step.
1: So Absolutely. bringing
0: things that are kind of under the surface to the surface in order to encourage them. Again, the idea of catching it rather than teaching it, right? Mm, right. And so um, you're able to reinforce rather than, I mean, there's some correction that's necessary. But in general, mm. uh, with the community heading in a certain direction, there's, um, there's the opportunity to, to see it in action and to praise it and to look for more of it. Um, as opposed to having to kind of introduce it and build it and talk about it and talk around it. And, you know, so I think right. like that's a big advantage. I
1: mean, on the one hand, we can see the GMS program as being something new to Brookwood, mm-hmm. but it's really building on what's already been going on for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, the tradition, I mean, just thinking of that idea of Nolita Timari, you know, mm-hmm. be not afraid. And how what we want for our girls, what I was so drawn as a parent, I remember mm-hmm. coming to the back to school night and just getting a sense for the spirit here that you're describing mm-hmm. the community here. So just our motto in and of itself, we want yeah. our girls to be brave, um, to have that courageous heart. You know, we talk, we're thinking of, you know, those early lessons kind of um, introducing the students to the Core Virtues Program and the GMS Program. Mm-hmm. This idea of be not afraid. Um, yeah. We talk about not being the noodle man. So the noodle man <laughs> is like outside his storefronts. It's that like that noodle man that yes. comes up and blows with whatever way. Yes. you know the machine is pumping in, and it's flailing arms Mrs. and it's Sorenson. really comical. You know,
0: yes. Mrs. Sorensen had a Halloween
1: costume oh, that's one year. Every time I see
0: one of those, I think, oh, it's Mrs. Sorensen. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: So you know, so we have the noodle man. You know, we can see it visually. And so this idea of we of not being the noodle man, you know, we want to um, be not afraid to kind of firmly plant our feet, you know, to be able to stand with whatever with whatever comes our way. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I think Brookwood, um, that spirit of a Brookwood girl, has been imparted on them um, really well. Even that sense of reading aloud is something that's mm. that's really big here. Another yeah. beautiful thing about yeah. the school, um, great stories. I was really struck. I remember as a parent an article that. Um, Miss Francois wrote about what we read becomes a map of who we are. Yeah. So again, this intentionality that we have here at the school mm-hmm. um, about presenting a very thoughtful curriculum mm-hmm. um, that's showing the true, the good, yeah. the beautiful. So again, on, on the one hand, GMS is a new program. But really, it's just building on everything that's been here, right? So. Right.
0: And I like how vibrant it is too. I mean, that there's that it's discussion based as opposed mm-hmm. to being. I mean, it's it's top down in the sense that you're bringing the virtue into the room and you have right. a story in mind. True. Very uh, but, true. It's, so it's um, but it's it's structured. But it's but the students come up with the goals and they yes. think about and assess what works for them. I mean, this idea that, you know, that the virtues are both universal and particular, right? Right. So there's this sense that at once we can see how it works in the abstract or we can see how it works for everybody. Uh, But in my particular life, it's going to work this way and this way and maybe not so much that way or maybe not so much that way yet. Uh, Oh, sure. So thinking about kind of like how that works and encouraging the girls to see that at every turn. I know in the upper school, um... We um, we encounter that idea kind of when we read um, Dante's Purgatorio. Oh, wow. I mean, the idea that salvation is both um, is both universal and is you know for the particular person, right. and so that the penances are are um, are universal and particular. Um, and and I, I'm sure that we can do that at every level. So Miss Francois mm. does that um, with Matilda, yes. right? And so in that article, she's um, she talks about how um, Matilda is her favorite book. And um, and how the story offers um, sort of a window into um, a world of um, of respect, mm-hmm. right? And um, and of care, yes. right? What else do you pull from that article? Um, a so this, love. By it. the way, this is an article that appeared in the Brookwood Magazine um, by Andrea Francois, who's the Lower School Director.
1: Yes, I mean, I would I would really encourage parents to get a hold of it. Um, it even a love of learning. So recognition yeah. that, you know, that that literature can serve us. It can open us up is one of the things yeah. that she talks a lot about. Um so this love of learning, this opening ourselves to um to new insights on human nature, to even just the world around us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. And I and again I just this is where I'm thinking um earlier on about being so happy to be a part of the Brookwood community. Um, being grateful as a Brookwood mother um, and now being grateful to be on the faculty, I'm learning a lot from mm-hmm. the people that I'm working with. Um, and this is just, you know, one example um, of, of her article. So just learning from each other yeah. um, and helping me as a teacher to set goals, um, to even set personal learning goals and what I want to be open to. Yeah. And even that sense of being open to my students. I really appreciate how you were describing, you know, one person, you know, with the With a goal setting, you know one person might have a particular path or hear something, but maybe not for right now. And so part of this discussion is I'll have an idea, you know of of points to really lead mm-hmm. in the in the discussion, but being open to what I'm hearing the students saying, yeah, and then helping that to kind of guide the conversation mm-hmm. of of an understanding
0: of the virtue. Yeah, yeah. So. I think that um uh, that Andrea's article too talks a lot about um, reading as a shared experience. Yeah. And uh, and so that's something that you're doing. by you know, everybody has the same story. Right? Everybody has the case study. Everybody right. has the storybook. but like there's this shared experience of um, of reading the story together, and then of in an overt way talking about how it relates to them right. uh, with regard to the virtue. Now that's not unlike what we do in English class. Sure, but <laughs> but it's different. Right. Like it's different in that it's more pointed on the virtue, right? right. Whereas the English um, piece is more the you know the, the the literary approach the academic english approach is um, is more about you know the the book as a work, mm. um, and then you have you know what um, you know what comes from it as well. And so we read Augustine's Confessions in grade ten, and the students are writing a personal essay about a passage that they choose and the mm. way that it relates to them. I wonder if there's going to be some wow. crossover. Right. crossover, um, and that'll be interesting to see actually if there's uh, sort of like how that how that works. Wow. Uh, so it seems like there's um, a lot that we do that can kind of dovetail with an emphasis. In one direction for you, emphasis in another direction on the literature side. Absolutely. And it's not just literature, too. I mean, it's all over the curriculum.
1: I hear you completely. It came up, actually, this week, a student in fourth grade. We were talking about it, and they said, oh, this reminds me of a scene from The Horse and the Boy oh, that they were reading. Yeah. Or at another point, a student in the sixth grade mentioned something that they had studied in science. Nice. Or at one point, they they drew from their history curriculum. Uh-huh. So I, do, I see what you're saying, how they're going to see the lens of you know, that virtue of the month, you know, yeah. but they're going to really see kind of this cross-curricular, uh-huh. like the, how it ties a lot of things together. Yeah. That's and that's exciting. absolutely
0: what we want to do too. I mean, when we, when we teach, we, we don't want them to have a folder right. of you know, science and a folder of English right. in their heads, right? And, uh, and not be able to, to pull and, um, and to, to integrate that. Right. Um, so, I mean, some things we integrate overtly. But um, but when we don't, it's it's exciting to have a piece that encourages some of that cross curricular, um, I don't know, synergy right. uh, to help the students to to grow um, in a in an authentic way.
1: And also, so. I'm also thinking of that idea of bringing in you know, to a high school conversation, something that a first grader said. Mm. And then I remember now going to a conversation that we were having about diligence, because this is fresh on my mind. We're in the month of October. Yeah. But it was one of the first graders who said, I remember at field day and watching the older students when they were running around for the race. Yeah. And I could see the effort somebody was making. They were coming from behind. Yeah. But they didn't just give up and they pushed themselves. really. So they're even mm. seeing it lived within the community, as you're nice. describing. Nice. I mean, again, just... One of those gifts we have of
0: a K through twelve school, girls get to see each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's. I think there are so many advantages every day to um, to the the girls of the different ages interacting with each other. It's nice that you get to see that too as a teacher. It's such a gift. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so um, I know that for the is it for the seniors that you're going to have speakers? Right. So the senior program is it kind of brings us back to that middle
1: school idea of lives to learn from Mm -hmm. um, where for the seniors we open it up so I I led this September um, discussion also to kind of just let them know about the GMS program in general and so what we're doing for the seniors is we're bringing somebody from the community Mm -hmm. so it might be a mother um, we have an alumna coming, um, so somebody from the community that's going to come speak to the girls mm-hmm. about how they have lived that virtue in their life, or how they've seen it played mm-hmm. out. So how have you ever recruited these people? Oh, it's uh, that's been fun. So part of it is um, you know just friends I know, moms yeah. that I know, sure. um, that I that I just knowing something about you know a personal story or you know some of their professional work that I think would be a great tie-in, mm-hmm. um, or having met an alumna. Um, and just kind of, you know, seeing if she'd want to come in. So that's, I mean, just right now it's through personal, Mm -hmm. personal contact. Yeah, no,
0: I think that's valuable. I mean, certainly that's how things grow. Right. Right. And then, um, people hear about it and contact you perhaps. Yes, that would be um, great. Or, um, or there's, you know, there's further kind of outreach. Yes. and, um, And a
1: recommendation. I remember at one point, you know, as I was talking about this program, um, you know, Mr. Bowes had a great idea. He was like, hey, you know, you might want to reach out to this person,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and, and see if that would be a great fit. And I said, thank you so much for yeah. that. So You should come to the Alumni tea oh, and uh, and see fun. if there are people who are there yes. who would him, who would like yes. to offer something. Oh, my goodness. Um, so that's that's good. I know that um, one thing that I've really enjoyed um, recently especially is the, the young alums coming back to sub, the young alums oh, coming wow. back to do all different kinds of things. Um, and it's been – I mean, that's been – really delightful. And I know that they, um, they have a lot to offer. So they, um, they have a lot of, um, of, you know, memories and then they have, um, their sense of, of the community, even as they offer what they've learned since. Right. Uh, So that's been, that's been good. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Do you have um, hopes for the program that are beyond um, sort of, I mean, were sort of the establishment phase, right? Right, right. So what do you hope that the program will do ultimately?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I mean, part of it is, I think, helping us to see um, a sense of intentional um, approach to living the virtue in our life. Um, even you know, sometimes being able to identify an area of struggle and see how a virtue can kind of come help us live better. Mm-hmm. I love that idea that you were mentioning also about building, you know, the community having the um, the alumni come back to speak to the students. So building that, yeah, yeah that element of the program for the seniors. Um, but really, I mean, my hope for it is just that love of learning. Um, and that sense of that Brookwood spirit, um, mm-hmm. and just being able to kind of put some language to it. Yeah. Um, is I guess really what my hope is just yeah. let the, let the program be itself, um, but let the girls kind of shine through it. That's mm-hmm. been a joy to see. You know, yeah. the, I mean, this is just ideas, and it's just a story, and it's just a book. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just that sense of giving the girls those aha
0: moments. Right. Um, and that's where I think the life of the program really mm-hmm. is. And I think they're really open. Like, I, think, I think the girls, I mean, the, the jokes at gala are always like the boys, who knows, right? But the girls want to be good. Right, uh, and so I mean, that's always the joke, right? I and mean, all the, the videos or whatever you have, or the skits you have. I mean, like that's the joke. Uh, but I think I think to a large part on the girl side, it's true that the girls the girls do want to be good, right? And um, and so here um, here's a framework. Here yes. are some ideas. Here's something that um, that you can play with. Here's right. something that you can think about. Uh, here's something that you can hold in your mind as you go through your day and sort of see how your day interacts with it. Right. Um, and, and, and sort of go from there.
1: And I'm seeing also um, that idea that's come up a lot, um, which I'm realizing now if there's one thing that I would want the girls to all take away. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that the struggle is real. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we have these ideas and it's great. We have this kind of vacuum high school experience of that case study that we talked about. This is what she needs to do. Right, right. And she has in nothing else life, right? right? It's just, it's just this. Yeah. But one thing that's been beautiful, and it comes up with the elementary school students, you know, in the stories. But really, I guess, to your question from a moment ago, um, how the program were to grow, or really in a way to see that takeaway, mm-hmm. the struggle is real. It's worth the struggle. Yeah, there we go. You know, like that, I think, would really yeah. be how, for the program to be... You know, for it to really be true, mm-hmm. that would be what I want them to take right. away. Right,
0: right. And so what does it look like? What does it feel like to accomplish one's goal or to accomplish some personal progress towards this virtue? Right. Right. And so what what is the reward of that? Um, and, I mean, of course, virtue is its own reward. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but, you have, but you have that. I mean, there's, there's something to think about there, too. Uh, sort of like, what, what, is it, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What, what is success yes. what is success like? Oh, my um, goodness.
1: You're, a conversation that we're having with the middle school students that we had today um, and that came up with the other class, it's exactly what you're describing. We had the chance. We talked about Mother Teresa last month mm-hmm. with respect. Um, and somebody who could see the dignity of the human person mm-hmm. and respected it and treated them with high regard, treated them with love. Yeah. And then this month we're talking about diligence. And we actually we came back to Mother Teresa in conversation mm-hmm. about this idea of success. And, mm-hmm. and at one point she said, I'm paraphrasing here, um, but just this idea of it's not so much about being successful as about being faithful. So mm-hmm. it's another so big you know. element that comes is that idea yeah. of... Um, of that faithfulness
0: mm-hmm. um, that's so rich here at Brookwood. Yeah. So that's so true, though. The um, so thinking about the um, the virtues as um, these, I mean, and the goals related to the virtues right. as being maybe these these little attainable um, elements. But you're right. I mean, it's a disposition, right? right? But ultimately it's so it's faithfulness ultimately, mm. um, and and then it it can manifest in these small ways, right. you know and um and then if we're doing it right the um the small the small ways of manifesting the overall disposition that that becomes that becomes almost automatic mm, sure. and there, and so and and then just the struggle is sort of getting to that point right, right? where in the moment the instinct is to do this right thing mm. um yeah one would hope i know <laughs> <laughs> and again the struggle's real yeah. every day we're working on it oh for Sometime, sure sometimes you know
1: so i love it goal setting for some, it's one month at a time. For some, it's one week at a time. And even if we have it set one week at a time, sometimes I find myself looking at my goals 10
0: minutes at a time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just that reassess. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. I mean, my, my son Quentin is in a military um, college. Oh, right. and, um, and when he was going in, one of the things that, um, one of the pieces of advice that was given to him by another student was just think about the next meal you going to try to oh, make that's... it to the next meal so think about <laughs> what you need to do to make it to the next meal oh, and great. so i mean i think that's uh, your 10 minutes or sort of right. like, just make it to this next right. little bit all right now you've done that okay now try to make it this next little bit right um and think about like how and i, I think that's i think that's right because it'll it's you know these it it forces you to zoom in on the momentary challenge right, right. um and so as you as you think about like what's happening here you're really paying attention to your life and to your actions. And that is what we want for children. Right, yeah. yes, absolutely. That sort of awareness and, um, and ability to both you know, kind of be in it and to see it. mm mm-hmm. yeah. yes. I'm thinking also,
1: it's such a great question in terms of like takeaways
0: and goals, you know,
1: see how it grow. Another element that I, that I think would be great, especially as parents are now understanding and learning the program as well, this idea of um, checking in with the daughters mm-hmm. you know, so tell me about the goal that you have or you know what is the what is the virtue that you're doing this month in GMS so that that language and conversation can also be happening at home so yeah. that we're all speaking the same language you mm-hmm. know at school no, that's but great. really encouraging the parents to yeah. you know, to kind of to check out those goal sheets mm-hmm. check out those journals and to, to also be able to speak that same language because mm-hmm. it's that beautiful partnership Mm-hmm. That Brookwood has with the parents, and so yeah. that would be another thing
0: that I could see being a, yeah. a great thing. So was this takeaway. designed as a as a family activity or was it designed as a curriculum?
1: So the so GMS based on core virtues by mm-hmm. Mary Beth Clee is designed as a curriculum for schools. Okay. So there are a number of schools that have this program implemented, mm-hmm. um, and it's I mean. Part of it can be linked with the Core Knowledge Series by Edie Hirsch. So sure. there's tie-ins there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is designed as a curriculum that can be done okay. in a school setting, that can, can be totally done in a homeschool yes, setting. I totally see it being done at that home. That can be done even just, you know, if your friends are, or if your families are in the traditional school setting, that it's something that families take on yeah. as family culture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that um, often, and I think especially Brookwood families who are trying to be um, careful and intentional about what the family is like, right? That um, that it seems like something that yes. would be that could be part yes. of of the family culture. It's, I can imagine the like the signs that you have around the school. Um, letting us know what the virtue of the month is, I can imagine that you know on somebody's refrigerator, sure, um, as as something um, reminding the the family and the family like talking about goals. I can yes. imagine that as a as a family project, and that seems really wonderful too.
1: Yeah. So so her program, um, Mary Beth Klee's program, Core Virtues is a great resource, um, and also there's another one, Read Aloud Revival. Hmm. So for families that, I mean, so Read Aloud Revival is not necessarily this Core Virtues program, but it's another great book list. So for families that are looking for stories to kind of, yeah. that, that have, that have a good tone and have a good story, mm-hmm. yeah, it could yeah. be another good resource. It's true. Families. I
0: mean, I can remember um, when my kids were little, we, um, we would go to the Greenbelt library and just sit there and just like read and read and read. That's great. And, um, and it was great. Um, but a book list would have been good. Oh too. sure. Yes. So I mean I didn't I did you know, I I don't think I scarred them. But um but I, I think that like having having something that provides the guidance right. to make sure that I mean, imagine what you can do if you're intentional about the things right. that you do, right? right. Um, you can think about like how to take it how to take it to the next level right. in those ways. Yeah. Yeah anything else that you want to add? No, I mean, I think this is great. I just, again, just reiterating that
1: statement that I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah. Um, I, I feel blessed with what I get to do every day. Mm -hmm. It's really a joy um, and a treasure for me. So yeah. 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 Well, we're so glad to have Mm -hmm. you. So it's wonderful. It's
0: great. Wooden Avalon schools. I'm Sherry Walsh here in the GMS episode with Ann Vitz, our producer went to college. So we've been limping through the post-production of these past two episodes, but we should be more technically sharp on the other side of Thanksgiving. And then we'll be able to produce more episodes more, for, uh, more frequently for you. Our theme music is by Fabian Tell. Views expressed are the participants' own.